Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Hey, it's Friday. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, NDC, how's it going, man? It's going great, brother. I'm super excited. I'm about to get my car and drive down to Virginia Beach, Virginia, and hang out with you and the rest of the peeps at the Unified Virginia Chiropractic Association convention this fall. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to Virginia Beach, so I'm sort of excited to be there and uh you know, I'll, uh, I'll I'll join you. I owe you a birthday dinner, and maybe we can get together and uh, and do a, a a common tech talk at the bar like we always talk, man. Let's do it, man. I love All it. Right. Let's All do right, it. Buddy. Hey, we've got a couple of friends again, old friends that we've known for some time, and uh, why don't you introduce them and let's get this conversation going. I would love to. So. First, ladies first, Liz Klein, who's the executive director of Cairo Congress, formerly known as the Congress of Chiropractic State Associations, also known as COXA. Right, Liz, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for letting us be here. Of course. And then Mr. Mark Abla, who is the CEO of the Illinois Chiropractic Society and also the Grand Poobah slash chairman slash king slash man in charge of the Future of Chiropractic Strategic Plan Task Force. So, Mark, good to have you, bro. It's always great to be here. You guys are fantastic and uh, incredible hosts. So I think Mark's been on more than I have, Brad. <laughs> you know, we're getting to know. We're going to have to... We're going to have to have a he's regular like session, a regular session with Mark, you know, um, uh, updates with all, Mark. All that matters is that I've been on, yeah, all that matters is that I've been on more than Dr. Cindy Howard. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's the litmus test as far as I'm concerned. So hopefully she catches that. I just called her out. So she's uh, when she sees this and be like, all right, get me on now. <laughs> she did. She wanted to record it the other day when we saw her, and I told her, I said, hey, Mark's Zoomed ahead of you. Let's go record it right now. What are you doing right now? In an hour. Let's do it. And she was all about joining <laughs> and beating you, buddy. So I'm sure she's going to have a very interesting topic uh, to try to elevate up against you, but that's great. We'll just have dueling Mark and Cindy. Um, it's great for it. us. It's great for us, man. It is. For the audience, too, they get to hear great content from some of the leaders in our field. So it's awesome. Absolutely. So, Liz, I know you're the ED at Cairo Congress and Mark, the ED at Illinois. And you, how are you guys associated with each other? How does that come together? And, and I know that we're here to talk about a lot of different things today and that we want to delineate a couple of those when we start talking about the strategic plan that's going on. And be sure that to delineate that that's going on for the entire chiropractic profession. But there's a lot of cool things that Cairo Congress does. Could you just take a minute and, and sort of go over Cairo Congress, what it is, what it does for its members, what it comes about? And we've got a convention coming up in November. I'm excited to be there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm happy to take this, Mark, if you want. Um, so Cairo Congress is the national association um, that partners with all of our state associations. 
Um, they are our members and so we work directly with the executive directors and the board of directors and provide a lot of resources and tools to support them so that they can um, support the doctors in the field and um, help everybody just to be successful and it's an incredible network it's a it's a family really more than anything else and when we get together in November it's going to be about sharing supporting each other celebrating wins um, providing resources when there's needed um, we've been going through a lot this last year and a half and the state associations have come together as teammates and provided each other resources to help um, make sure their doctors knew how to navigate all the crazy that's been going on. So I'm super blessed to be part of this group. Um, love working with Mark. Mark's uh, on our team. He's a district director for District 2 and he has also been working hard on the strategic plan, which I will mention. Um, the strategic plan, although it's been an effort that Cairo Congress has been so happy to champion and um, kind of provide a lot of resources, both financial and uh, staffing, to get this plan off the ground. Um, we, this is not a plan for Cairo Congress or about Cairo Congress. We're simply the, um, the cheerleading team and the support system to make it happen, along with a, about a bazillion uh, amazing individuals like Dr. J and uh, all these other leaders from across the country who have stepped up to help make it a reality. So I think that's it in a nutshell, Mark. You probably want to correct me if I'm wrong or add something fun. No, well, go ahead. Brad, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. No, you got it. It's your, your call. I was just going to say, like, Brad, Brad is one of those leaders as well. He's the co-chairman of the Cairo Tech Consortium. So um, he's a chiropractic warrior. And even though he's not a chiropractor, he's, he's out there fighting the battle for us every single day. Liz, I think it's important for um, the audience to understand, because a lot of people who are not involved in volunteer work and advocacy work don't really understand how large of a reach Cairo Congress has. So, you know, we know essentially what the National Association membership is. Uh, not super high for either of the, the two largest associations. How many members is, is Cairo Congress reaching? How many doctors is Cairo Congress reaching? Yeah, through our association, um, by default, if a doctor is a member of a state association who is a member of Cairo Congress, they get access to benefits that Cairo Congress has to offer. And um, that reaches about 35,000 chiropractors across the country. Yeah, that, that's just amazing. And the influence that the state associations have locally and even nationally is just really important for the audience to understand. So, so thank you so much for sharing that. Of Liz, course. let's just dig a little bit deeper as to how you became the executive director of Cairo Congress. I think this is, this is cool. So can you just share your story with everybody? Well, it's kind of a, a long story, but I'll try and put it in a nutshell. I grew up in chiropractic. Um, my father was a chiropractor in Alaska, and he um, he was one of the founding members of the state association in Alaska, so it's kind of cool to have that history. Um, my parents couldn't have any more children, and they were told, not possible, but my dad started getting chiropractic care, and I came along. Six wow. weeks later, they went to chiropractic college in uh, Davenport. And so I literally grew up in the clinic and in the field of chiropractic. So it's my heart, my soul. Um, and uh, several years later, this my path was led to an open position here with Cairo Congress. And fortunately, I uh, had the opportunity to interview and, and get the position, which I, again, said I'm so blessed to be here. 
um, it's it's truly a labor of love for me and you know and if you love something it's really not labor it's it's just it's great fun and I love these people so can't say more more about them it's just amazing well they love you right back you wow. are amazing I've never seen anyone herd cats as well as you do <laughs> like seriously um, like you are just amazing and and you do it in a way Liz that um, and the audience, if you're watching her or listening to her, you can probably tell she's just a really kind, caring, loving human being. But she gets the job done and still being loving and caring and kind. So it's a remarkable it's a remarkable leadership style that you have, Liz. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and we appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. That's super kind. Same. Ditto. You know, I've been going to the conferences for six or seven years now. And for me, it's one of the top events in for Infinity. Uh, just because all of the people I need to talk to are there uh, all together. But the thing that I notice is they do sort of seem like family. Everybody cares about each other. They're excited to be together. They're, you know, we do a lot of cool, fun events. Um, uh, on top of the educational things that go on, we get to spend time interacting during the day and at night. And it it does seem like coming home at a family reunion and seeing people. So again, kudos to you for the events that you put on and what's going on. Yeah. I can't wait for Phoenix. Thank you. Yes. We're, we're a little sad. We had to move from Hawaii to Phoenix. Um, but you know, we're thankful that we were actually able to get together. And then in 2023, we will head to Hawaii. So we're going to make that happen. Yeah. And speaking of being able to pivot quickly, I mean, what you did to turn, you know, a really challenging situation where we were not going to go to Hawaii until like, okay, we're going to go to Phoenix and this is how it's going to happen. And everybody, here's your registration and everything's in order. It's like, it's remarkable. So, um, so thank you for doing that because to Brad's point, like this is one of the highlights of my year. I love Cairo Congress. And so I just can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, we have a great team that really worked hard to plan for that and make it happen. And Rachel, Dr. Wendt is our uh, chairperson and you know, she's been a great leader in all of this. And so we're just, uh, we're grateful that we could do it and we can't wait to see everybody there. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Brad, when we get back from the break, can we, um, can we start talking about the future of chiropractic strategic plan? I, I really think that the audience needs to know a lot more about that. Let's do that. We can spend uh, the whole sec next segment on, on that initiative and talk directly about that. I know that's part of the reason Mark's here. So let's take a quick break while we're at this point. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. 
This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. Couple that with superior support team, and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity, committed to the future of claim processing. Down, down, down. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they stay there. What's up, everybody? It is Tech Talk. This is like my 20th Zoom of the day and my second freaking podcast slash Facebook Live. So I'm just like cuckoo. All right, Mark, Liz, Brad, so glad to be back from the break. I'm very excited to talk about the future of chiropractic strategic plan. Um, this has been a, a long-standing project in the making, which started back in November of 2019. Mark, can you just share with the audience kind of how this all came about and you know where we've been and where we are right now and, and also where we're going? Yeah, I think I think really when we when we look back to 2019 and we look where we we've talked so much about the different things that uh, that should happen, that could happen with the chiropractic profession and and, uh, and the incredible possibilities. We all know these things, but how do we get there, right? And and what does that look like? Uh, and we've been talking a lot about that as a as a Cairo Congress board and, and leaders and leadership and as associations even. And ultimately what happened is we sat down and, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Actually, it was uh, led by you, Dr. Greenstein, and, and also Dr. Foxworth, a day where we sat down and had a forum to say, all right, here's our problem. We know what it is. We don't have any kind of any direction. What, what does this look like for the profession? And then we hashed it out. We spent an entire day hashing it out with all kinds of leaders from around the country, different entities, different organizations, different state associations. Um, and it was really kind of a, it was a wonderful thing to, to come out and, and really summarized in a short in a short segment that said, we need a plan. We need something to give the profession direction. And what needs to be a, a well-defined strategic plan that takes us into the future. Yeah, it, it's, it was a remarkable weekend. We had the summit meeting just before that. There was a very similar, same conclusion really that came out of that meeting as well. But I think what, one of the key differences uh, between years past and what happened in November of 2019 is that everybody agreed that not only did we need a plan, but we needed professionals to help us build the plan. We were previously like we had done some exercises in the summit and it's with some marginal results here and there. Certainly with 2706, that was different. There were great results. Everybody worked together to achieve that goal. But when it came to like strategic planning beyond that, it just didn't really flow or work very well. But when we all agreed, like we're gonna we're gonna be pros about this, we're gonna grow up and be like a real profession, and we're gonna hire outsiders to help us build this. That was a pivotal point in our, I think, in our history and in our in our future. So Liz and or Mark, you know, feel free to just talk about, you know, from that point, you know, what's what's transpired, and then you know maybe someone else can talk about like what's next. 
So either one of you, feel free to comment. I think one of the things, and you, yeah, you touched on it, Jay. I think it's also really important to know. It wasn't just that we hired a professional to help us and guide through this process. Um, as to, We went through this vetting process, and, and what we discovered is there really were going to be three primary components that we had to address, right? We had to know what the data is. We had to know what the profession wanted as a whole. And, and leaders can come in and have thoughts and ideas, but really, what are the doctors at the practice level what do they believe we need? What are the researchers that are doing research on a regular basis? What do they believe? And then also, what do the leaders think? And then how can we look at all of these things, put it together and, and formulate kind of that, that starting basis point? We needed somebody to help us with that. Then we needed somebody to help us kind of guide the entire process as a whole. And then let's be honest, uh, a plan that just is a plan, sits on a shelf, does nothing, doesn't help a f profession, doesn't help an organization either. In this case, we needed some something, some way to get home, right? And so we needed somebody to help us through the implementation process. And and really, what uh, what the leadership team at that at that point decided was we need three different entities to help guide this process to make sure that we see it through to the end. And and that's what we did. We hired three different entities for those three different purposes. Liz, were you surprised that the three different entities? And we interviewed a lot of people, and you went through I don't know if you know how many RFPs. I mean, like you busted butt and and we all participated in some way shape or form but you were the lead on this and and you know when when finally we got down and we all agreed and it was a great idea i think it was chris dowell who was one of the like leaders of this concept of like hey let's do all, let, why not do all three um i think ray foxworth also like mentioned it um did you think that was going to happen and and if so like did you think it was going to be smooth and like tell us tell us about your thought process and then what we experienced um, well, I think for me, I'm, I'm kind of the eternal optimist. And so I looked at it as, you know, an opportunity, right, to bring the best of the best to the table and make something amazing happen. So really going into the negotiations with each of these groups and explaining, you know, why we were looking at doing this really sort of unusual approach to the strategic plan project. And once they heard, you know, why we thought it needed to be done this way and how important it was to the profession to do it right, um, they all really got on board. And was it always easy? No. Um, was it always smooth? Not necessarily. Um, but I will say for bringing three groups in who are normally competitors and asking them to work together, um, it really ended up being the best, um, best outcome I think we could have had um, for this project from beginning, well, not to end, but from phase one, phase two, and now in phase three, which is our implementation phase. So um, sometimes the hard things are, are worthwhile, right, to, to make that happen. And it, it was, I think the best thing we could have done for this profession was to approach it like that. So uh, kudos to everybody on the team who liked that idea, who supported that idea, and to our awesome facilitators who jumped on board. Yeah, it was, it was, it's been a remarkable experience so far. It has been. And, Most and do, you, do you feel like now that your leaders have been defined, and to me, they've clearly come out, do you think people are beginning to adopt this and, and jump on board with you and, and start this train down the track so it implements good, correctly and, and that people, more people will actually get involved in the initiative that you're trying to do? Do you feel like you're at that point? Yeah, Marky, I think you should answer this one and maybe even share a little bit about, you know, some of the good news we got today about people paying attention. 
Yeah, I think all of that's important. I also want to clarify just for the listeners who may not be aware what's happening, how, how this process has gone. You know, we, we did the massive data collection and analysis and think tanks and one on one interviews. And then we had task force designed and, and set set kind of a, a words and direction to the overall plan. And, and really, there's a four pager and you should go check it out. I think it's really important to, to take a look at it. It's, it's open. It's transparent. It's, it's all of those things. Um, you know, we're now in that implementation phase. So we can look at this plan, but we really have got to find a way to make it happen. And I think that that's the exciting part. That's kind of where we're at. We have defined uh, uh, kind of the leaders in the role because, you know, any good process is going to have to have people that drive home these things. And uh, so we've got these work groups that are established specifically around uh, the individual long-term goals of the strategic plan uh, who are looking at everything in 90-day windows. And let's get this 90 days done and accomplish these tasks. And then, okay, we've done this. What's the next? What's the next? What's the next? And so there is a very specific process that's been defined because we want to make sure that we continue just to simply to use a football analogy um, to do what um, I wish Ohio State couldn't do, uh, which is just to march the ball down the down field the again and again and again. Until, so until we get home. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's coming from a Nebraska fan. I hate Ohio State. So. <laughs> sorry, bro. They looked pretty good last week. Yeah. But I think, well, I think the, you mentioned something that's really important, Mark, and, and that's the idea around how important execution is and that, you know, there are so many people that are working, you know, to your question, Brad, there are so many people that are working towards, as, as you're one of them, you know, working towards execution of these goals. And it's not easy. And there are challenges that we face and goals that we have that um, some are more immediate than others and some are going to take additional resources that we're going to have to find. Um, even financial resources. But at the end of the day, I do believe that as more and more people know about it, we're going to have more and more buy-in because it has been so transparent. And by the way, you can go to the Cairo Congress website and see all of the reports. You can see the phase one report, phase two report. You can get updates for phase three. Everything is transparent. And I know that you guys got some good news today. So can you share it with the audience? Yeah, just just to be really clear, the, the number of different people that are involved in the process, not just as individuals, not just as organizations, but also who are putting their money, if you will, into the project, because, you know, it's it's going to take quite a bit to, to take this thing home. And, and it's not just being spent frivolously. It's really being very specifically targeted to make sure that we achieve the goals that are laid out inside the plan. Um, but you've got NBCE, you've got different state associations, you have some of the long term uh, supporters of chiropractic from a business standpoint, but you even have groups that randomly call. Liz, um, you had somebody call you today and, and actually pledge $25,000, right, over the next five years. Brad, that yeah. was so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll be giving some in some way or another, but I doubt it. I doubt oh, my that God, you always today, do. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have really worked hard to make sure that that transparency, inclusion, um, collaboration. It stays at the forefront of everything we do with this plan. And uh, Dr. Jay's right, everything is you know available online and um, we encourage people to go up there and learn more about it. I just want to say that I think diversity is an appropriate word as it relates to just what's happened with the plan and its participation because we have chiropractors from all walks of life, from all backgrounds, from all philosophical constructs, um, all, all areas of chiropractic research, education, uh, vendor support, 
uh, clinicians, um, state leaders, national leaders, to Mark's point. So diversity, I think, is the operative word that, word that really defines where we are and where we've been and where we're going. I think it's great. The simple fact that people are starting to move, to come together. I've been preaching in my lectures for the last 10 years for people to come together, change the world, do something different to, to make the situation better. Even if it's a tiny something, that's moving a step forward. And, and it looks to me like you're moving a lot of steps forward. I hope this ball can continue to roll down the hill, that it gains momentum, and that it just sucks people up and brings them into the motion where it just happens. You'll find new donors at that. You'll find new businesses that want to contribute. You'll find success if if the current leaders and the new leaders come on to make it successful. There, there's no doubt. I'm going to mention it every time I'm in front of an audience, every podcast that we have, I'm going to mention it. Just because I believe it's that important of a task that you're doing, and I'm, I, you know, kudos to all of you that's making this happen. So with that, guys, well, let's we're doing a, it because you're doing it too. I, I know, but you're I'm just, a, awesome. I'm just, me. I'm just one of those tiny little steps and pieces is all I am. Listen, let's take a He's quick break. You're li- <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Our guest today, Miss Liz uh, Klein, and Mark Abla. Mark. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. As a Cairo Health USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And, no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At Cairo Health USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider's search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. 
Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. We're back. It's Tech Talk. Brad Koss, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We're here today with a couple of great friends talking about Cairo Congress, talking about the strategic plan that's going on, the technology that went into doing some of that. But I sort of over break was thinking a little bit about Mark. Mark really serves from a totally different perspective as a a state uh, executive director. So Mark, could you just talk, take and step away from the roles that you serve at Cairo Congress, but how does it affect you? How do you see from the Illinois ED, how do you see Cairo Congress serving you, your docs, and, and what it means to you at that state level? Yeah, so Cairo Congress really, I think it's probably the best kept secret in the chiropractic profession. Um, I think most people, most doctors don't even realize uh, the impact that Cairo Congress has um, on them, uh, especially on their state associations. I mean, it it exists uh, to equip and empower our states. Um, in short, uh, Liz and Cairo Congress, they, they make me better, right? As an executive director, as a CEO of the Illinois Chiropractic Society, but they make the Illinois Chiropractic Society better. And as an extension, then they make our doctors better uh, simply because of the resourcing of, of information, of different member benefits. Um, but really, it, it's just it's enabling us to better serve our members, which is why they exist, why Cairo Congress is there. Um, and I, I mean, I've been uh, I've been a part of Cairo Congress as far as uh, uh, just being a member and being able to uh, to to be a part of uh, receiving the benefits for a lot, a lot longer than than what I've been uh, in in any kind of leadership role with Cairo Congress. Uh, and it's been really a tremendous uh, tremendous time because they do incredible work in resourcing. And again, they're just probably the best kept secret in chiropractic. You know, I think a lot of a lot of folks, you know, the docs out there in the field, and I get it, they're busy, they're working on their practices. And, you know, and, you know, something happens, something goes wrong, and they get all pissed off, you know, and like, oh, the state association is not doing anything. Why should I join my state association? They have no fucking clue what they're talking about. This I'm going to be like the Kyle Ripken of F-bombs, by the way. At least once in a podcast, you'll hear me drop an F-bomb. But I'm like, it's, it's, if, if they're not happy, if a doctor, if you're not happy as a doctor out there in the field, then get involved in your state association. Because the only reason why state associations can't do more is because they don't have the resources, the human resources, the financial resources to do more than they're already doing. There's so many states that are busting their asses, working their tails off, volunteering their time, and they're doing everything they can. So if you're not happy about something, then do something about it. Don't just bitch. Do something about it. Get involved. Donate to your pack. Do something. Okay, my rant is great, buddy. No, no, I think that's great. It pisses me off. I'm like, well, everybody can contribute something, Jay. Everybody can contribute, right. even if it's just serving on a committee. It doesn't always have to be money. Uh, it, it, you know, sort exactly. of contribute out time, contribute out your your opinions. 
uh, that's that's how you change the world, and uh, you got to do that, that's Mark. Exactly I think, right. thank you from from that perspective because I believe almost every state would come back and say almost exactly the same thing. And today, partly because of COVID, but state associations are struggling. I mean, they're struggling because everything's had to go to virtual. You just came off a, a fairly successful conference this last weekend yourself, but it's different than it was even two or three years ago when we were in normal times. Uh, people feel a little disassociated from that. And I, this is the time that everybody needs to come together. Everybody needs to take that step forward. Everybody needs to hold hand and fight the good battle because things are changing in healthcare. Things are changing a great way. Don't you agree, Jay? Yeah, I think you. I do, but I want to hear what Mark was going to say. Yeah, I think I think you you said it both 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 of you said, uh, you know, that Cairo Congress and the events and that type of a deal. It's like a family, right? Um, and I think uh, the beauty of that is isn't just because we get together and have a good time. That's not it at all. I think a family are the people that you can ultimately rely on when whatever is happening, the pandemic, COVID. Um, all of the changes, the you know, and we could keep going about all the different challenges that the profession is facing and bluntly that, that our members as individuals are facing as a result of the pandemic as well. And all of those things come into play. But when we get together, there are always, uh, as far as state associations, there is, we know that there is one resource and we have our brothers and sisters that are doing the same thing in our states next to us and across the country. And what bands us together is Cairo Congress. It becomes a family because we share in these experiences. Um, and But we can also then share the wealth of resources that each of us have. It's kind of what we do as a family, right? Um, it's, it's what you do with your family. They're the people that you can rely on when things go south. And I think that that's the beauty in all of this. And, and I think that, yeah, I think, Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. I love when, when our members get, when our doctors get passionate about the membership and their state association, because bluntly, um, we could do more. We could have a of greater course. impact for the profession. We can help fund more projects like the Future of Chiropractic Strategic Plan that really is going to help bolster the profession as a whole. I can't imagine what this is going to look like. I mean, uh, both both you and, 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 you know, Brad, you and Jay both are serving uh, as a part of this too. And, and I think you've kind of downplayed your role, but it's, it's this great group that's kind of this eclectic group called the Cairo, Cairo Tech Consortium. Uh, but in essence, what it is, it's kind of going to be the, the technology glue that's going to help us hold this whole thing together, uh, to help the research committee with better information. And so from a state association perspective, all of the things that are going to come out of the plan, all of the things that come out of Cairo Congress and your volunteer efforts individually too is as the host here, but also uh, in, as part of the project, is going to be tremendous and help us bolster the profession, which makes us stronger as a state association, which in turn then makes the profession stronger. So, Amen. Yeah. Well, well, said. Yeah. No, well, well said, said, man. Yeah. And I think it's like a stepladder. I don't want to I don't want to lower the state association because it really is the at home need. And it's typically those same leaders that are stepping up at the national level. And it's just this elevation, bringing it together at a state level. And then as, as we're fighting these big battles, bringing it together at a national level. And, that, and that's a very important tie to everything that's done. And again, that's part of the reason when I denoted the family, it was because they are coming together. They do rely upon each other. They do talk state to state. And that is a cool thing for me to see, A, as a vendor, as a human being, and as a, a, um, a speaker that talks about helping and bringing things together. So I, I, I greatly appreciate both of you in doing that. Liz, let's get back to you for just a second. 
tell us a little bit about you. We try to get to understanding. We've talked to Mark several times, but tell us about you personally. Wh- what about your family? Tell us a little bit about your family, uh, where you live, and, and what's happening in your life today. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm in a little rural community outside Portland and just nestled up against the foothills of the Cascades. Mount Hood's about 50 miles from my house. So it's a beautiful, beautiful valley area, lots of agriculture, rivers, everything. Um, I have a couple daughters. They're 26 and 27. And uh, one's a flight attendant for Delta and one's a uh, HVAC rep. And my husband is working from home for the last year and we don't want him to go back in the office. Um, so one of the great things about pandemics is you learn you can work with your spouse. Some of us do anyway. And, yes. uh, really enjoy having a, a better quality of life, not having him on the road all the time. So that's just a little tidbit personally. Um, my daughter was a duck, so I'm sorry when we talked about Ohio, I was thinking about the game a couple weeks ago and then go ducks and oh, I had to do my own. Oh, oh man. You make Mark happy though, but killing me. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we have a, du- a little duckling in the family, but, um, yeah, so I, you know, what else would you want to hear about me? I, I, like I told you a little bit of my history and, um, work in the chiropractic profession in the past. So. Yeah, that's great. And now I didn't know you were from Alaska. I didn't know you were from Alaska. That explains the connection with Sherry and Deb there. So, um, that, and I love Alaska. I love Alaska. I look forward. They came up to us at FCA after the national and said, Brad, you and Jay have got to commit to do the podcast next year at Alaska. So hopefully we can, we can get there and make that happen from, from there because they're just, they're two fun ladies and they make conferences a, a great time also. So that's great. And, yeah, and, it's, and Mark, you I have think to go. That, I'm just going to say. We're we going, Liz. Don't worry. We're yeah. going. And Mark, well, you got to get the crab legs, I was going to say. You that's have right. To that's well. right. <laughs> I know the bar to go to. I, I've introduced several people to fresh Alaskan crab legs. Or Mark, and you got to understand, probably the Oregon Ducks hate uh, Oklahoma University as much as you do. And I hate them a lot. So here's what you got to do. Here's what I want to know. You guys need to ask Liz. Um, uh, you got to ask Liz when she was a little kid, when she had a choice after school to go home and play video games or whatever at home um, or, or go and, and sit in the clinic. Ask her, You should ask her what she did. Liz. Well, we didn't have video games back when I was a child, Mark. So thanks very much for making me feel younger than I am. But um, yeah, I was I was the kid that liked to ride the bus to the clinic and go help work at the clinic and do whatever I could. I just I loved it. So <laughs> that's my, my little secret. And my big sis, Debbie Ryan, she's the ED of Alaska's uh, society. So, um, you know, she was always there for me, helping me. When I was a kid, we're about eight years apart in age, and um, she was she was always there too to hang out at the clinic and do things. That's great. You got chiropractic in your blood, girl. In, in our blood. blood, there are a lot of chiropractors in our family. Thank goodness. I love yeah. it. Well, guys, thank you for spending time Brad, with. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, you, you guys nailed it earlier, and and I think Dr. J, you 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 hit it well uh, when you said that Liz does an amazing job hurting the cats, right? Um, but I think she, she is a tremendous leader and she does it with some incredible grace and poise. Uh, she brings a pretty cool dynamic to Cairo Congress. And I think Cairo Congress has matured 
uh, uh, greatly under her leadership. And so uh, um, I just want to give her kudos too. Uh, she is great to work with both as a state association, just as a, uh, an exec CEO, uh, but also um, uh, in leadership and, and serving in those capacities. She's been tremendous. So. Well, thanks, Mark. And as I've always said, you know, this is a team of leaders and everybody is amazing how invested they are in this organization, in the state associations, in their doctors, in the profession. And I would say the coolest thing for me in this process with the strategic plan is just learning how much we agree on and that we have really been able to identify that we agree on more than we disagree on as a profession. And if we focus our energies and our passion around those things, we can take this profession to levels that we can't even understand right now. So we just need to kind of keep fighting that good fight and focusing on those things that we know are going to make this profession even greater than it already is. I love it, Liz. And I would even argue it's 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 when, not if, right? It's, it's when, when. we're, we're going to do it. And I just want to say one last thing about state association involvement, which is, you know, anybody who's ever been involved in doing advocacy work, I will, I, they can tell you and I will tell you, you get so much more out of it because you build these relationships, you build these friendships, you have this new, incredible, tight family that Mark was describing earlier you just get so much out of it. So put a little work in, put a little effort in, do something, donate, put some time in, do something where you can support the state associations because we we need you now more than ever. So please get involved because, and I promise you, if you get involved and you do it the right way, you put your heart into it, you will get 10 times more out of it than what you put in. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Hey, Liz, can Absolutely. you quickly give us the uh, URL for the, uh, for the strategic plan and then for Cairo Congress also. Can you give us the URL so people can know to go where to look for that? The you can go address. to chiropracticfuture.org. Chiropractic um, we are actually in the process of developing a whole new website and um, set up for the strategic plan off of Cairo Congress's website. But if you end up at chirocongress.org, you can also go to the strategic plan through there. So a couple different ways to get there. That's great. Well, Jay, it was a exciting weekend last weekend for football, buddy. How did you think your team did? You, and you know it. what? They played great. They played Ruck they played Rutgers, and I thought that was going to be a tough game because they played Michigan tough. But we uh, we stomped all over them. And then this week we go to my alma mater. Actually, people are like, "Why are you an Ohio State fan?" Because you went to Maryland. I'm like, well, I was a Maryland, huge Maryland basketball fan, but my mom was an Ohio State fan, so I grew up for everyone's college being an Ohio State fan. So that's how that happened. So my my favorite football team in college plays my favorite, well, the same school that is my favorite basketball team, University of Maryland. So that's what I'm up for. And it's 12 noon, Brad, and you know exactly where I'm going to be when that game starts. Yeah, we've got to do that because I we've got to watch O State play a little ball too. So and we're now we're now five. Yeah, who do they early. play? We're, uh, I knew you was going to ask me that. I'm, I'm not quite sure who they're playing this weekend, uh, but we're now 5-0, and oh, and uh, we've moved up to, I believe, uh, 12th uh, in rankings. And, you know, the Cowboys are starting to look like the Cowboys, and so I, I'm excited for yeah. them. The, the temperature of the game was so much better Saturday. Uh, everybody was excited, and it carried all the way down to that last minute, you know. We had a stupid play. We came back, recovered from it. It was, you know, the last minute and 20 seconds, we were on the three-yard line kind of thing. 
fourth down kind of a moment, and we had to move the ball like six inches, you know. And uh, everybody thought <laughs> it was going to go six inches, but the, they went right into the end zone. We scored and uh, closed the deal. So it was an exciting game. We had a great time this weekend. It was a great weekend. game. It was a great it game. It was a great game. Anyway, go Oregon Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Go Ohio State, go Nebraska, and uh, go Oklahoma State. Guys, thank you very much for spending the hour with us today. I greatly appreciate each of your times. People are going to love listening to this. I hope they go to the website. If you're there, go out and look at it. A lot of people are working very hard to make this successful. You need to be one of those people. So join it. From myself, Brad Goss, Dr. Jay Greenstein, have a good day. See y'all. Come on! And the Data Doc of Talk is Tech Talk.